Welcome back to the School of Hard Knocks podcast. On this week's show, we're talking about the differences between imitation and inspiration. Why don't people ask you for help? It is time, it is time, it is time to get on the bus because class is in session. This is episode number 55 of the School of Hard Knocks podcast and it starts now. This is the School of Hard Knocks podcast, the show that will help you turn your thoughts and ideas into reasonable, rational, and profitable action. The show that is about my life, your life, and the experiences of successful people. The aim of this show is to help you be the best version of yourself. Prepare to be inspired, encouraged, motivated, and most importantly, challenged. Enjoy the show. This week's show is brought to you by one of our partners. That's right, SEO Clothing. The website is www.seoclothingcincy.com. And when you get there, you use the promo code Hard Knocks to get 10% off of your next order. SEO Clothing is all about providing quality apparel while showing the love for Christ at the same time. Now, guys, I wear SEO clothing. I know a lot of you are probably familiar with SEO clothing. They've been all over social media here lately. SEO clothing is a conversation starter. SEO means seeking everything from one. So what it does is it provides people the opportunity to ask you what SEO means. And then it gives you a chance to share the story of your personal salvation and hopefully lead someone to Christ. That's why I wear SEO clothing. SEO clothing is one of the small businesses that support this show. So if you listen to this show every week, I really appreciate it, but I would appreciate it even more if you went to www.seoclothing.com and use promo code hard knocks. Now, not only are you going to get 10% off of your next order, but you're going to be supporting the school of hard knocks podcast. And that's what this is all about. So to find the link, you can visit my IG bio. You can visit my Facebook page. And of course, it will be in the description for this episode, no matter what platform you're streaming from. Again, that's www.seoclothingcincy.com. Use the promo code hard knocks to get 10% off of your next order. Let's start the show. We are back on another episode of the School of Hard Knocks podcast. Listen, you just heard me talk about SEO clothing. I got the SEO shirt on right now. Just got my first shipment of, of SEO gear. Um, I got a mask. I got a shirt. I got a hat, right? So again, visit www.seoclothingcincy.com and use uh, promo code hard knocks. Now that's going to get you 10% off. I think they run some specials right now too. So you might want to, you might want to jump in. I did want to mention something. So I got the hat, right? I got the SEO hat right here. And, uh, you know, they're partner with the show, but on the tag of the hat, check this out on the tag of the hat, it actually says, we believe a relationship with God is important. Creating this clothing line is a way for us to help others express their love for Christ as well. That's dope, right? That's dope. So again, support the show by supporting, uh, our partners and one of our partners, our premier partner right now is uh, SEO clothing. So without further ado, listen, last week's episode, if you had not listened to last week's episode, that was Alicia Hill. Um, she was talking about leadership. She is a leadership development specialist. That's her thing. That's what she does. Right. So if you have not listened to last week's episode, you have to jump on 
Um, subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a comment. Leave us a review in Apple. We really appreciate that. Helps us move up in the rankings. But beyond all of that, you really want to get her message in your ear. Like, because if you're fooling around with leadership, if you kind of got one toe in with leadership, or if you, you want to be a leader, but you don't really know what to do. And she really helps us understand the spirit of leadership, right? So again, listen to last week's episode. Now, this week's topic, um, actually came from when we had the, the, uh, seed to tree meetup. Now, when we had the seed to tree meetup, oh man, I'm talking about knowledge being dropped on that particular, on that particular meetup, that virtual meetup for days, just stuff. Just, I mean, I, I had to go back and listen to it and take notes to try to see if I could capture some of that. One of the, one of the things that came out of that meetup was, um, kind of the, the contrasting difference and the similarities between inspiration and imitation, right? So this week I want to get into, uh, imitation versus inspiration or vice versa, however you want to say it. But when you think about those two words, they sound similar, but they're on totally two different opposite ends of the spectrum in terms of, you know, what they, what they really mean. Right. So, um, Again, we, we won't be on here long. You know what I'm saying? If you if you uh, got a few minutes, you know what I'm saying? You you on your way to work. This this is what you're going to need for the week, I promise. So let me give you the Webster definition of inspiration or inspire, to inspire. Now, I think of myself as an inspirational individual, right? When I look at my assessment, I look at my flight assessment, I, I look at my my scores on the flight assessment, it tells me that I operate in inspiration, Right. Which is a very, very high level um, I influence. So when I think about inspire and then I read this definition, I can relate. So one of the definitions is to spur on, to impel or to motivate. Now, I believe hopefully you you think the same way, but I believe over the past year, over the past uh, 55 weeks, if you've been listening to the show, you have inherently been motivated in some way. Right. So, you know, our goal is to help you turn your your reason, your 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 thoughts and ideas into reasonable, rational, profitable action. Right. So there's a lot of knowledge on the show. There's a lot of things like that. We bring in guests. We try to challenge you. But ultimately, when it's coming through your ears, come through your headphones, your car, we're, we're motivating you. We're inspiring you to be great. Right. So, again, the, the definition of inspire to spur to motivate. Now, let's look at the definition of imitation. Because it's drastically different. The definition of imitation is resembling something else that is usually genuine and of better quality or not real. Now, here's why we're talking about this today. If you're listening to the show, you probably have a business idea or you've had a business idea at some point. Okay, you've probably been in a situation where you started to research that business idea. And, and you would know a part of the seed to tree curriculum. There's a portion of there where you have to do some research. You have to educate yourself. So in that, in that studying of potential competitors, so to speak, or that studying of, of people that have done similar things to what you're trying to do, we often revert, we get back onto social media and we scroll that particular topic or that particular product of what we're trying to do. Right now, there's a difference between being inspired and being an imitator. Now, if I look at just a, a simple definition right now or, or a simple example right now, 
SEO clothing, right? One of the reasons that I've partnered with SEO clothing specifically is because SEO clothing is original. Now, clothing line is not an original idea. We all know that. We've been wearing Nike and Reebok and Adidas for years, right? Not an original idea. Inspired by those brands, possibly, but ultimately a, a genuine thought or a genuine idea of seeking everything from one, right? So that was a definition of um, being inspired by. Now, we can scroll and we can see two or three different businesses, two or three different names of a company that all do the same exact thing. We also can go into the store and we can see products that are direct imitations of other products, right? I'll give you an example. One of the things growing up big time, and if you can relate to this, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you can, was cereal, right? So you go into uh, the cereal aisle and there's name brand cereal, and there's imitation cereal. Now, imitation cereal is often called the store brand, right? And name brand cereal is often, often called the national brand. Um, but if we take something like, uh, trying to think, let's see. We take something like uh, Rice Krispies, right? We take something like Rice Krispies. Now, Rice Krispies, the national brand is in a blue box. It got the little elves on it. And they talking about, you know, snap, crackle, and pop. That's Rice Krispies, right? Everybody's seen a Rice Krispies. had a Rice Krispies treat, whatever. But right next to the Rice Krispies, the national brand Rice Krispies, there's the store brand, which is usually called Crispy Rice or like Popped Rice or something like that, right? And to be honest, if you was to dump some milk on it and you sprinkle some sugar on it like we often used to do to our breakfast cereal growing up, you will find that, hey, there's not a huge difference in the taste. But let me tell you, if you were to make some Rice Krispie treats, like genuine Rice Krispie treats with imitation Rice Krispies, your result would not be the same as if you made Rice Krispie treats by the company that invented Rice Krispies and Rice Krispie treats. Now, again, I'm saying that to say, that there's a difference between being inspired by and being a direct imitation. Okay. So if we stay in the vein of clothing lines, there's a lot of, there's a lot of you out there that want to start clothing lines who've started a clothing line and you draw inspiration off of seeing what clothing lines that are already in business, be it independent lines, be it um, national lines, whatever you draw inspiration off of those individuals and what they've done and the types of products they have. And you go from there and that's awesome. That's excellent. But you could fall in the latter category to say, well, I'm going to do it exactly like I see this company that's online. Do it. I'm going to do it exactly like they, like they've done it. I'm going to carry the exact same colors. Matter of fact, my logo is going to be similar. Ultimately, what you're doing is you're trying to piggyback on someone else's success. And I can just tell you now that typically imitation leads to failure pretty quick. Because you don't understand what goes into the level of success that they've been able to achieve, the level of brand management that they've been able to execute on. Quite often, you discount yourself and you discount what needs to be learned 
throughout the process. Okay. So again, uh, imitation is kind of the direct, it has a direct correlation to, to failure. Cause you just don't, you, you don't, you don't have the skin in the game, right? You don't have the skin in the game to realize what needs to be done at, at a particular time. Now let's, let's bring this, let's bring this back. Right. Cause I think right now we're, we're still like top level, top level conversation. Let, let's bring it down to something we can, we can manage. And this is what, this is type, this is the type of conversation I have with my clients, right? When I'm, when I'm coaching somebody, especially someone who wants to start a popular type business. And here's what I mean by popular type type business. When you're scrolling through IG specifically, there's going to be a few different types of businesses that stand out. There's usually going to be a clothing line. There's usually going to be somebody that's um, doing some type of custom t-shirt, right? There may be some, um, some individuals that are doing some, some, some classes or some online courses, right? There's, there's a couple, there's a couple, you know, there's a lot of food going on right now, right? That food is big, whether it's, uh, you know, sweets and cupcakes and things like that or cookies, but there's, there's, there's these overarching, popular culture businesses going on right now. It's a wave, right? I'll give you, I'll give you another example. Um, I always told my wife to ride the wave, right? Because I think it was maybe 2015, maybe we started doing, could have been before that. We started doing paint parties just like you would do when it was like a, uh, like a wine and paint with me type deal. Like, a. You know what I'm talking about. Places you go and you sit and you do a 16 by 20 painting and you have the glass of wine. And you do it. We were doing those, but we were doing those typically without uh, supplying any type of alcohol because we were going to the people. Right. So so our thing was you don't have to come to a location. We're going to come to you and we would bring everything the paint, the canvas, the, 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 the robes. I'm sorry, the aprons, the brushes, everything. We bring everything, the tables, whatever. So when we started to do this, I told her we need to ride the wave because all businesses aren't going to be popular forever. A lot of different products, a lot of different businesses only have a season in time where they're going to be popular and successful. To be completely honest with you, around that same time, there was a big push in the cake pop world. Remember cake pops? Cake pops was everywhere, right? Then cake pops kind of went down to two. You don't even see people talking about cake pops anymore. Then it was cupcakes. The big thing was cupcakes. Everybody was talking about cupcakes. Everybody was on custom types of cupcakes and cupcake shops popping up everywhere. Cupcake wave, still there, but not as strong. I personally think there's like a custom cakes and like a custom cookies um, wave that's going on right now, right? You also see a wave that's happening with like uh, alcoholic, milkshakes and, and things like that places popping up. I say all that, I say all that to say that when you are going through Instagram, you're going to see waves. You're going to see people riding a wave. Now here's where I caution you though, because when you see somebody riding a wave, you don't know, you don't necessarily understand what went into that, that research for them to get the wave going to be able to ride it. Let me let me tell 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 you like this because I confused myself on that last sentence. <laughs> I'm just being real. When you don't understand someone's journey or someone's process, you can look at the end result 
and have a completely false perception of what it takes to get there. Okay. So when you're seeing somebody ride a wave and you think you want to ride the wave, the worst thing that you can do is imitate somebody else and try to ride the same wave. And the reason is because that person is ahead of you on the wave, which means they've been through things that you haven't been through. They've learned things that you haven't learned. So the fact that they're ahead of you means that if you try to get to where they are, starting where you are, you're already behind the wave. Right. I hope you followed that. You're already behind the wave, which is the reason why I ask my clients the question when they say, I'm thinking about doing X, Y, and Z, or I seen somebody doing X, Y, and Z. I always say to them one simple phrase, one, one simple question. How can you take that to the next level? Right? So if we take the example of the paint party, the paint parties we were doing, our next level was we come to you because in our market in Cincinnati, we didn't know anybody else, anybody else that was going to people and doing paint parties. Now, pretty simple business concept. We made pretty good money in a very short amount of time. We understood that the wave needed to be ridden in a, in a, in a particular period of time. And now you actually see, regardless of, of pandemic, now you actually see these paint party places that have stationary locations. They not, they not doing so well, right? Because some of them were just copies of others. Now we all, we also see this in a, in a national spotlight. We see this with a lot of franchises. Right. I mean, we've we seen this with, you know, people trying to make chicken sandwiches, imitating. You know what I mean? Like, seriously, this is. In order to be inspired by someone or be inspired by someone's product. You really have to make sure that you're pure in your approach. Right. And when I say you're pure in your approach, what I mean is you have to make sure that your intentions are to do it with your flavor on it and to basically do it your way. Now we always use the analogy of walking down the bread aisle and seeing dozens of different varieties of bread. I think, um, I think Della was the first person that brought that to our attention, right? It's I get it, right? You say, I don't want to start this particular because there's a lot of competition and I don't want to start this particular thing because there's, um, you know, more, varieties and things like that. Well, people are still making bread, right? So therefore, you know, bread is a, is a viable, um, product and, and it can actually make money. But the, again, there's a difference between being inspired and being an imitator. Okay. So you heard me talk about some of my clients. You heard me talk about the coaching piece. One of the things that I pride myself on when I'm coaching someone is to make sure that every thought that they have ends up being a genuine thought. Now, at the beginning of, of a conversation, that thought could have been a, a imitation oriented thought. It could have been a thought where they're trying to copy someone else. And I always have to do my research to make sure that those individuals, when they're in the middle of that idea generation, that they know the difference between inspiration and imitation, because I always try to coach them toward inspiration. Now, the question is, how do I know when I'm imitating someone? You know, when you're imitating someone, when you put too much stock in the end result, than you do in the process. 
So if you find a company that you admire, that's what you tell yourself, air quotes, I admire them on Instagram and you're doing your research and you go to the company's site and you're going through their products and you're like, okay, well, they got this type, this type, this type. So I need this type, this type too. When you do that, you're putting more stock in the end result. You're putting more stock in your perception of their success than you actually are in the process. When you're inspired by someone, not only do you want to know the process, but you also want to know what they did in order to initiate the process. And not only do you want to know what they did in order to initiate the process, you want to know the bumps and bruises that they took along the way and the things that they learned from the process. Again, it's a very fine line. I think as informed consumers today in 2020, we're pretty well versed on the ability to spot imitation versus somebody being inspired. If I look at it in just in the podcasting world, I listen to a lot of different podcasts. And when I'm listening to these podcasts, it's not that I'm trying to imitate any one person that I hear or any group of people that I hear. It's actually that I'm, I'm really trying to just pick up on their flow, right? I'm trying to go in tune to myself to see what, uh, what it is that I am hitting on when they say and how they say it. And then I'm trying to translate that into my own language, into my own world. It's funny because again, if I wanted to copy somebody's podcast, I probably could. I could probably listen to some podcasts that you guys never heard of, take their topics every week and just regurgitate them as my own. But the important part there is if I was to do that, then again, I'm putting too much stock in the end result because ultimately when I try to imitate someone, all I'm trying to do is get to where they are. I'm not trying to learn the process. Right. I'm going to say that one more time. When I'm imitating someone, all I'm trying to do is get to where they are. I'm not trying to learn throughout the process. When you learn throughout the process, not only can you get to some, to where someone is, but you can surpass or you can just get to a different level to your own definition of success, right? It's not predicated upon anyone else. So, you know, again, the podcasting world, there's, I think somebody said there's 700, 780,000 active podcasts right now. 780,000 active podcasts. That's a lot. But I want to say there's like 58 million active YouTube channels. Right. So, again, like when we see people imitating other people on YouTube, it doesn't work. When we see people imitating other people on podcasts, it does not work. One thing to be expired. I, I give you a, I give you a secret. I give you a little I give you a little something, something that I. That I do now, contrary to popular belief, most of the podcasts that I actually listen to check, check this out. Most of the podcasts that I actually listen to are not on the subject of business, entrepreneurship, money. No, they're not. There's only maybe like three. Most of the podcasts that I are you ready for this? Most of the podcasts that I actually listen to are about the RV lifestyle. Yeah, I said it. They're about RVs because I like I love RVs. That, that's my thing. That's what I'm into. Right. So you're like, how and why? 
Well, you'd be surprised on how many tips and tricks I've picked up from other RV podcasts or from RV podcasts that I've incorporated into the School of Hard Knocks. And that's not it. That's not uh, imitation. <laughs> that's that's straight up inspiration, because there's not a whole lot that I can directly take from an RV podcast content wise and apply it to the show. But there are nuances. There are um, timings. There's there's uh, there's um, segment styles. There's intro styles, outro styles, the way they do their drops, things like that, that I've picked up. And that's how you know that it's inspiration. That's how you know. Because I, I literally cannot imitate their content because you guys aren't interested in RVs, most likely. So let me let me change gears here a, a, a little bit. Alicia Hill last week said something critical. She said something absolutely critical. Okay. Let me clear my throat. She said something absolutely critical. She said that in order to be a good leader, you have to learn humility. That's deep. You have to learn humility. I would also apply that to not only being a good leader, but I would also say in order to be a responsible entrepreneur, responsible business person, you also have to learn humility. I think in in today's culture, in today's business culture, especially in our communities, we are afraid, embarrassed, ashamed, I'm not sure, of going and asking someone else for help or asking someone else to, to lead us or to walk with us. Now, I can tell you that from a coaching aspect, the individuals that I coach are the opposite. Some of my clients are very high level in what they do. They're very high level in the industry that they serve. And for them to humble themselves, to speak to someone like me and to actually receive information, suggestions and overall consulting from someone like me, uh, being someone that's not directly in their industry is huge. It's huge. And they've all been, I, I like to think, I, I know for, you know, for certain on most of them, but they've all been the better for it. When you think about being um, in a position to ask someone for help or ask someone for assistance, I want you to actually put yourself on the other side of that. And think about this. When's the last time someone asked you for help? When's the last time someone asked you to walk alongside of them, to show them a process? If the answer to that question is, you know, that that's never happened or not very often, then you really need to do some introspective work to make sure that what you're currently working on is not an imitation of something else. Because when people see something that's genuine, they have questions. Right. So when we started the when we started the podcast, when we started coaching, we got questions because people seen something genuine not only in myself, but they see something genuine in our guests that we that we have on the show. Right. Even if I just look at the past couple of weeks, I mean, the feedback we got from Alicia's episode and from Brandon and Amanda's episode has been overwhelming because people really want to know the process. Right. They want to know more about being a leader. They want to know more about being married and in business. What they see is something authentic. 
if people are not asking you for help, either you're a person who has been, um, let's say, labeled without even knowing that you're not helpful, which is a whole nother problem in itself, or that you don't have anything that is worth helping somebody with. That's a tough pill to swallow, right? If, if nobody's asking you for help for anything, that means they don't believe you can help them with anything <laughs> flat out. Simple example, my son, my man uh, puts his shirt on backwards 80% of the time. He really does. He puts his shirt on backwards 80% of the time. So he's gotten to the point now where before he puts his shirt on, he asked me for help. If he didn't think that I could help him put his shirt on the correct way, he would not ask. Right. <laughs> I mean, seriously, again, I'm just this, this, just this me talking to myself. This me just trying to work it out. If he didn't think I could help him, he wouldn't ask. So when is the last time somebody asked you for help? Whatever type of business you have, if you're operating in a spirit of inspiration that is being inspired by someone that's doing it well, if you're authentic, if you not, you, you, it's not even have to be, it does not have to be an original thought. Again, most businesses are not original thoughts, but the execution of the business is authentic. Shall I say that one more time? Your business does not have to be an original thought, but the execution of the business has to be authentic. And the best way to know that you're operating in a space of inspiration and being authentic is people want to know how it is that you've been able to do what you've been able to do. Think about that. Chew, just chew on that for a second. Chew on that for a second. There's people out here. Imagine this. There's people out here, including me, <laughs> including me, that want to help you. All you have to do is ask. Think about that. I mean, oh, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm serious. I'm again, I'm talking to myself. I'm talking this thing out because I don't quite understand. I don't quite get it. I don't quite get how. You can know so many successful people and not be successful. Somebody, somebody help me out with that. That's one thing that, you know, when I talk to, especially my, especially Jerran Ramsey, when I talk to Jerran Ramsey, listen, I get better every time because one of the things I always tell him is Jerran, we know too many successful people not to be successful. And you say, that should be a no brainer. It's not, though. It's not, though, because you got to ask. There's people out here, like I said, including myself, that are re ready to give you all of the keys. They really are. They ready to give you all the keys. Listen, if you want to start a podcast and I encourage you start a podcast, do it. It's freeing. It's motivating to others. It helps you get things out into the open. It, it, it gives you a platform. If you want to start a podcast, hit me up. You want to start a podcast? Let's let's start your podcast. Let's do it. Now, 
again, I am a business coach. So therefore, you know, anything worth it is <laughs> anything worth it is worth it. Right. Luxury items have a cost. But what I'm saying is. There's resources out here. You have to ask. So put yourself back on the other side of that conversation. The other side of that conversation is why isn't anyone asking me for help? And I'm telling you right now, if no one is asking you for help, then you really need to examine if you're operating in imitation or inspiration. If you're operating in inspiration, that means you're inspired by others. You're inspiring others. People will ask you for help. If all you're doing is walking around imitating other things, imitating other people, imitating other businesses, other thoughts, other ideas. Nobody going to ask you nothing. Guaranteed. Nobody going to ask you anything. I'm on one. Listen, <laughs> they shouldn't let me stand up and do this. Whose idea was this? I should have been sitting down behind my desk. You know, subdued. But as soon as I start standing up, I get behind this microphone. Here we go. Here we go. So listen, there's people out here that are willing to help. If you're one of those individuals who people ask you for your help all the time, people ask you, how is it that you were able to buy that house? How is it that you're, you were able to get that car? I seen a TikTok video the other day. Check this out. I don't even, I don't do TikTok, but I was just on, I was on there and I went and it was a video of a guy with a camera who was in Palm Beach, Florida. And he was at this outdoor shopping center and every expensive vehicle that pulled up into the outdoor shopping center when they parked by the time the, the person who was driving the car opened the door, he was right there with the camera and he said, Hey, nice car. What do you do for a living? Hey, nice car. What do you do for a living? Every single time. Hey, nice car. What do you do for a living? And guess what? Guess what? Every one of those people didn't do. Every one of those people gave him a straight up answer. Most people said investments. Some people said I'm retired. Some people said I'm in real estate. Some people said I'm a CEO. Some people said I'm a software developer, but nobody said, dude, get out my face. Nobody said, dude, leave me alone. Like, dude, why are you harassing me? Because again, people that are operating in inspiration and people that are being authentic, they are used to people asking them what they do, how they did it, how they got there. And if that's not you, Number one, examine what you're actually doing, because if nobody's asking you for help with something, that means the stuff that you're doing may not be contributing to the greater good. I'll just leave that there. It may not be contributing to the greater good. You might just be in it for self. And as we know from the last show, if you're in it for self, it's, it's not going to last long. <laughs> it's not. So, again, successful people share their story. And they often share their process. And I'm going to leave you with that same quote. I'm going to leave you with that same quote. I got to get out of here. I'm going to leave you with the same quote. Personally speaking, I hold myself accountable right now. I know too many successful people not to be successful. I'm talking about immediate. I'm talking about people, telephone number I can pick up and call. VPs, presidents of companies, CEOs, business owners, athletes. People that have just figured it out. Neighbors, right? Just neighbors. I Listen, I'll tell you the story. Uh, I don't know if I told y'all this story. All right, I'm gonna leave you with this story. Then, I'm, then, then I gotta go. All right. The year is 2010. 
year is 2010. I was probably at the lowest point in my career, which ultimately set me up for one of the highlights of my career. I was working at Enterprise Rent-A-Car. I was in the management trainee program. And, you know, I wasn't making a ton of money, but I was getting opportunity to learn business. I was getting opportunity to learn how to run a branch, right? Every two weeks at the bottom of my check, there was a signature of the, uh, the controller, um, the person who wrote the checks, the person who was the VP of finance for this particular area of enterprise rent-a-car. Okay. And I knew this guy's name. I'm not going to say his name. His first name's Jerry. I said, I'm not going to say his name. That's his name. First name's Jerry. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to tell you his last name. Really, I'm not. But I knew this guy's name because we were still getting paper checks at that point. Direct deposit was not widely accepted if you were not at certain banks, right? If you're at credit unions, they didn't do it. And I would notice every other, every other week I get paid every other week. This guy's name's at the bottom of the check, sign, sign, sign. So I knew his name because that's how I knew my check was my check, right? Fast forward. 2019. Cecilia and I move into a, a neighborhood in the suburbs of Cincinnati where we plan on, you know, planting the roots and doing our thing. Right. As I'm being introduced to the neighbors <laughs> by another neighbor, a very charismatic neighbor, he knocks on the door of a guy who looks very familiar he introduces, he says, this is Jerry, such and such. And it didn't click right away. But by the time I got back to my house, by the, listen, y'all, by the time I got back to my house and we had just moved, we a, we a weekend, I couldn't do nothing, but put my hands up and praise God at that moment. Because I knew that the dude who used to sign my checks at Enterprise Rent-A-Car in 2010 lived two doors down from me at this very moment. He lives two doors down. It was deep. Listen, it was deep for me. I don't know if it was deep for y'all, but it was deep for me. Woo. So again, I know too many people. I know too many successful people not to be successful. Now, what's my definition of success? I probably said this before. I'm going to say it again. Success is whatever you say it is. For me, success is a moving target. It's a moving target uh, uh, that's always progressing, but it's it's indeed a moving target because once I get to this level and I see what that's like and I explore it and I conquer it, I'm going to want to go to the next. So success is not a place. Success is more of a mindset. I know too many successful people not to be successful. So listen, uh, <laughs> that's the show for this week, y'all. That is the show for this week. Um, I appreciate everybody that has been on. I appreciate everybody that has, uh, you know, we got people on the Facebook. Appreciate you guys stopping in. It's been real for the questions. Thank you. Tried to incorporate those as we went. Um, but again, listen, 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 share this episode with somebody who, you know, needs to hear the message flat out. Somebody's stuck right now. Y'all somebody want to start a business and all they can do is compare their unstarted business to other businesses that have already been started. Come on now. Come on. 
and you discouraging yourself. You want to start the business. You want to start the side hustle. And all you keep doing is comparing yourself to the businesses that's already started. You can't do that. Let me help you execute. www.hardknockspodcast.com forward slash coaching. Let's go. Let's execute. This has been the School of Hard Knocks Podcast. I'm your host, Mark W. Knox. Class is dismissed. Thank you for listening to the School of Hard Knocks podcast. Remember, new episodes every single Monday. Subscribe on your favorite podcasting platforms. We can be found on social media by searching The School of Hard Knocks. That's K-N-O-X. For all show notes, information about professional development and business coaching, School of Hard Knocks virtual courses, and how you can partner with the podcast for as little as $1 per episode, visit www.hardknockspodcast.com. That's www.hardknoxpodcast.com. Don't forget to share this podcast with somebody who you know needs to hear this message. Thank you again for listening. This is the School of Hard Knocks podcast. I am your host, Mark W. Knox, and I'll catch you next week.